I've titled my sermon, Come and See. It seems to be a recurring theme in this first chapter of John. Christ says to Andrew and John, John the Apostle, come and see. A bit later on, Philip, like Andrew, an evangelist, goes and finds Nathaniel and Nathaniel scoffs and says, Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Philip replies, come and see. I'm reminded of that Russell Morris song, come and see, come and see the real thing. And I think that is what these people were able to do. They were able to come and see the real Jesus, to come and see the real thing. And apart from the Gospel of John, we would know very little about Andrew, the disciple. He appears three times in John's Gospel, in chapters 1, 6 and 12. And in all these experiences, he is doing the same thing. He is bringing someone to Christ. But in this passage, John chapter 1, verse 29 to 42, we also see how he himself came to know Christ as his own saviour. Let us first look at the situation, the situation of the place calling of Andrew took place in Bethany in Galilee, which was the place of John's baptism. And what was the time? Well, Andrew's calling occurred the day after John the Baptist's testimony that Jesus was the Son of God. As we see in verse 29, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So John the Baptist proclaims that Jesus is the Son of God. And it was around about four o'clock, because later on we see it was, in verse 39, it was about the tenth hour. So it was about four in the afternoon. And the circumstances were that following his baptism... Christ went into the wilderness and encountered what we commonly call the temptation experience. Here in this passage, he had just come out of this experience. And John the Baptist had just testified that he is the Messiah. Jesus Christ is the Messiah. The day before, John had addressed a crowd. And on this time, but here at this time, he was now just standing with two of his disciples. And we see in verse 35. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. Verses 36 and 37 tell us that John the Baptist's statement concerning Christ was not addressed particularly to these two men. 
because he sees Jesus passing by and he says, look, the Lamb of God. In fact, his statement was intended for the prepared hearts of several people. The question we must ask ourselves based on this example is do our words encourage others to follow Jesus Christ? Do our actions encourage others to follow Jesus Christ? Do our words and deeds encourage people to ask us about Christ so that we can say, come and see? Let us look at the method of Andrew's conversion. First, a description of the person. Andrew was one who uh, apparently had been looking for the Christ. If we look in verse 30, John is explaining that he is not the Christ. He is not the Messiah. So Andrew knew that. So he was still looking for the Christ. He was an honest seeker and a pretty ordinary individual. Now Andrew obviously had been a disciple of John, John the Baptist. Yet he was not desirous of being in a political party, a church party or building up a sect. In fact, Andrew was willing that all whom he had led to John would become followers of the Christ. More closely, we look at the method of his conversion. Andrew and John, John the disciple, follow after Christ. And Christ opens the way for Andrew and John to express what he knows is already in their hearts. Therefore, Christ says to them, what are you seeking? What are you seeking? And in response to their answer, in verse 39, Christ is prompt and cordial. He invites them to come and see. Come and see. He invites them to come to his home. In verses 38 and 39, it is clear that Christ was seeking to relieve their embarrassment and at the same time call them for some definite action. Christ took people one step at a time. We need to do the same. These verses also indicate that Christ was both kind and respectful to these two. Again, we need to be the same. We don't become Bible bashers, do we? And beat people over the head with our Bible. Or become God-botherers, as some would say. No. We need to ask people to come and see and then be respectful of their journey. Take it one step at a time and be kind to their understanding. 
Now, Christ uses three main steps in his method of conversion of these fellows. First of all, there is this question in verse 38. What do you seek? What are you looking for? And then there is his invitation in verse 39. Come and see. Come and see. And it is the same for us. If our actions and deeds are such that people come to us and ask what we're about and we ask them, what do you see or what do you seek? What are you looking for? We want them to come and see the same love that Jesus Christ has given to us, that they too can partake of that, that Jesus Christ can be their saviour. Because the third step was personal communion with Christ. In verse 39, they came and saw where he dwelt and stayed with him that day. So, the master's question, what do you seek? The master's invitation, come and see, leads to personal communion with him. They came and saw. So what was the result? Andrew went after Christ to learn more about him. As we see in verse 40, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. So Andrew went after Christ to learn more about this Lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world. But then we come to verse 41. And that tells us that Andrew found his brother Simon Peter and brought him to Christ. And there is the word first in there. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, come and see. The word first tells us it was the first thing that Andrew wanted to do and the first thing that he actually did. And from this experience... Andrew went on to become a great evangelist. He first brought his brother Simon Peter to Christ in John chapter 1 and later he brought the little boy with the loaves and the fishes to Christ in chapter 6 and then he brought some Greeks to Christ in chapter 12. So this passage reminds us that God through Jesus Christ is eternally reaching out to the lost, to lost humanity. But at the same, same time, it reminds us that those who have been reached by his grace, those who already know him and are his, have the privilege and the responsibility to reach out to others, to get others to come and see, to come and see the real thing. 
It is exciting. It is exciting to see people come to know Christ as Saviour. And there is only one way to God, and that is through Jesus Christ. And the Lord uses many methods to bring us to himself. Today's passage displays two cases that teach us different ways in which people come to Christ. The first one is that salvation comes through the preaching of the word. And we look again at verses 34 to 39. And John the Baptist is the preacher and he tells the multitudes, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And then in verse 36, again, speaking to those two men who heard him and others around about, he again says the same thing. Behold the Lamb of God. John the Baptist had only one thing to proclaim and he proclaimed it both publicly and privately. Wherever John went, his purpose was to point others to Christ. Some of you who are hearing the gospel today need to come to the Lord. Come to the Lamb of God who can take away the sin of the world. So that's one way. Salvation can come through the preaching of the word. And secondly, salvation can come through personal witness about the Saviour. And we look at verses 40 to 43. And of course, this introduces us to Andrew. Whenever he appears in the Bible, he is bringing someone to Jesus. Andrew never did a better day's work than when he brought his brother Peter to Christ. In the book of Acts, we see Peter standing before thousands and preaching the gospel. And we read from that account, many were converted that day. And on those times when Peter addressed the crowds. From a human perspective, he never would have been there had it not been for Andrew's personal witness. Each one of us believers should strive to lead others to Jesus. We should have a sense of anticipation as we bring someone to Christ because we never know if that one we've witnessed to might be the next great world evangelist. These two types of witnesses or soul winners had something they felt they must share with others. They could not remain silent in the presence of the need of others. They had an inner compulsion to give voice to that which they knew about the grace, love and mercy of God. They wanted others to come and see. In Jesus Christ, we have found the water of life. We should be as eager to share this living water with the thirsty world as Jesus was to share it with the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well. Do you need Christ? 
Have you accepted Christ as your saviour? If not, then behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Are you already a Christian? Then who else are you bringing to Christ? Who else are you saying to come and see? Those of us who are disciples of Christ, claiming that his wonderful sacrifice for us at Calvary is the means of external, of eternal, eternal salvation. His sacrifice at Calvary is the means of eternal salvation. We surely have something to share with our fellow human beings. We surely must be telling others to come and see. To come and see. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, give us the strength when you give us the opportunity to say to others, come and see. Just as those Greeks came and asked the disciples, we would like to see Jesus. Lord, give us the strength and give us the opportunity to do likewise. That when people in our vicinity talk of things Christian, talk about eternity and talk about spiritual things, let us not be silent, but let us talk to them quietly and calmly. Let us be kind and respect, res respectful. But above all, let us talk to them of the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Help us to do it gently and to do it forcefully so that they know that we are in earnest about what we believe and that we would like them to come and see. Dear God, we thank you for our past and our heritage, that same past that enabled us to come and see. We thank you for... Andrew the disciple who in the end was martyred for his faith but stood up for the gospel to the very end. Dear God, may we have the same faith and fortitude as he did that he would never recant, that he would never shy away from being a follower of Jesus Christ, the risen saviour. Lord, we pray this in Christ's name.